welcome back to another episode of Clock In, Vibe Out. I'm your host, Raina, and on today's episode, I have such a fantastic guest. You may know this week's guest from her role as Tessa on the Hulu original series, Tag, or maybe from the Fox comedy series, The Grinder, where she played Lizzie Sanderson, and of course, as the voice of Sarah in the video game, The Last of Us. You've seen her, you've heard her, you know her, you love her. Hannah Hayes. Oh my goodness, what an introduction. (laughs) I practiced for you. (laughs) You did great. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. You're my first actress that I'm having on the show, so I was really excited because I feel like you're going to bring a really great perspective. I've really just had mostly people that work in music, but Acting and film is like the whole other side of entertainment. So I'm super excited to have you on, pick your brain, have you share some of your stories. I'm excited. Let's do it. (laughs) Hana, how have you been? First, I haven't seen Hana in quite a long time. So this is going to be like a catch up as well as an interview. Yes, I've been good, you know, just doing school remotely, uh, which has been really interesting. I mean, I went to online school for all of high school and most of middle school. So it's really it's it's a much easier adjustment period for me than I feel like most kids here. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been good. A little lonely. I just I'm here with my demon cat. So if there's a little rustling in the background, that's that's what that is. I like to give people like a brief introduction about how I know my guests if I know them because I think it's helpful to know that you don't really have to be like super connected in the industries at all to meet people who are in it. Um, Hannah and I just met each other and became friends, I think, through Kelsey. Yes. Yes. I feel like when our friendship really blossomed was when we went <laughs> skinny dipping in, <laughs> was that her yeah. to be? That was, uh, that Newport. Was, yeah. Newport. <laughs> Newport. Newport. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Really- I fully, I agree. That's funny that you mentioned that. I have that, I have that in my notes. Anyways, Hannah and I met at school. We both went to the University of Arizona um, I met Hannah through my roommate, Kelsey, and then we all ended up on a last minute spring break trip in Newport a couple years ago. It was quite a time. We stayed in the tiniest, tiniest Airbnb. Shout out oh to God. Todd. I remember that was Todd. <laughs> there was like seven of us in there. That was really, really It a was like 400 square feet. All of the furniture looked like it was from a Barbie dream house. It was so tiny. It was so small. My feet were literally being binded by the bed because I was too tall <laughs> for it. But it all worked out. That's like just college life. That's what you got to do. You know, just no, it, it was out. fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, that's how Hannah and I know each other. I think a good place to start is how did you get into acting? Because I know that you started acting when you were pretty young, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is a good story. So my mom took me to this place called it's like the it's like Tucson model agency kind of a thing. It's Models Melange now. They changed their name. They're very Ooh, fancy. But because I was just, I had the worst posture ever. And I was like, you know, the the skinny girl hunch, like I was like a twig and I was just super like trying to make myself smaller because I felt so large. I was taller than all the boys in my class. And so uh, she took me there so that my posture would improve. And they showed this video for IMTA, which is International Model and Talent Association. It's like a competition in LA. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I don't want to do this whole modeling thing. i fine with my hunchback and that's what's going on. And so I basically signed up for it. 
by myself. It was like a $5,000 thing. And my mom was down in the car and I was like, Hey, so <laughs> this is what I really want to do. And I want to, you know, and my, my dad was like, you know, if our kid wanted to pursue a career in soccer or any other thing, then we would support them in that and um, pay for a camp or whatever. So we're going to do that. And I, I moved to LA after IMTA. It was supposed to be for six months and it turned into almost 10 years. So, oh it, wow, yeah. So that was, that was kind of the beginning of it all. That's funny that you went to fix your posture and ended up with a whole new career. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, how's that for that 5k mom? Exactly. What was your first acting job? Do you remember? Yeah, I do. I remember it vividly. It was like the best of my life. Um, it was on a Nickelodeon show called Bucket and Skinner's Epic Adventures. And I played just like the bitch in the school, <laughs> Tammy Lynch. And it was it was fun because the girl who was like my arch nemesis in the show, she was a series regular. She was one of the leads. Her name's Tiffany, and she and I became best friends. And like we played nemesises, and it was it was it was a really fun time. That's awesome. That's so fun. How old were you? Eleven, I think. Hannah, I feel like you popped out of the womb and knew that you wanted to be an actress. I just feel I like really... with your personality, like that's the option. I've been very dramatic since birth, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Can you take us through the process of getting cast and then getting on a show, production? What's the whole start to finish on that? I think that it's kind of mysterious for a lot of people. And I think it would be really interesting to hear what it's like from somebody who's been through it. So it really depends on if it's a TV show or a movie. But regardless, it's like, especially in television, the finish line just keeps getting moved further and further Mm. ahead of you like you have an audition and if you do well you get a callback and then you know a director's callback producer's callback then you go to the network and in movies the director is king and in tv the writer is king so those are the people that make the final decisions in in both of those areas and Mm. so especially for television shows like when i was on the grinder it's every young actor's dream to be a series regular on a show. You know, you have some consistency in your life and you really get to form like special connections with everyone and, and delve into a character in a way that you're not really allowed to, even in film. Uh, Cause you know, a film will take sometimes a couple of months, but then you let go of that character. So in TV, it's like you get to keep expanding upon it. Um, Yeah. And so when I was on the grinder, it was like, okay, your pilot gets picked up. That's amazing. Now you have to see if the network picks you up with the pilot because they have the option Ooh, to recast that's you. Interesting. Yeah. And you oh wait. God, they have the-, the option to recast. Yeah, they can recast you. They can recast whatever they want. That seems like common knowledge, but I had absolutely no idea. I'm really shaking in my boots right now. Oh, yeah, no, they, they can recast you like a couple seasons in if you're not doing what you need to be doing. Okay, perfect. We love that. Yeah, it's really fun just to keep you on your toes. You can just be out of a job whenever. And so, yeah, so like when I was waiting to see if I got picked up with the show, that was absolutely nerve wracking. I remember I got invited to the Fox TCAs and I was like, okay, I'm going to this. I don't even know if I'm on the show. Like I have an invitation because I'm going to this thing, but like, I have no idea. And so I got picked up with the show and then it's like, you get 12 episodes and that's your finish line for the first, you know, couple of months of filming. And then 
you have to wait to see if they're going to pick you up for 22. And then after season one, I mean, we didn't get picked up for for a second season, but it's like you wait for months and months to see if you're going to get picked up for a season two. And so it's just, it's really such a tumultuous industry. The most fabulous and rewarding if your heart is in it. Like it's my favorite thing to do in the world. So I would, would trade those like finish lines for anything else, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> wow. That, that sounds like a roller coaster, like a six flags grade roller coaster. It really, really is. My mom always says it's like feast or famine. Like you're, you're either just like scraping the bottom of the barrel or everything is so wonderful and you're so elated. Like there's, there's no in between. Do you ever feel like you get like whiplash? That sounds like a lot, Hannah. I mean, I just feel like because I grew up in it, I yeah. really live for those thrills. And I feel like now being in college, I'm like, is my professor just going to like, <laughs> like when's, when's something else going to happen? Like, are we going to, when am I going to be thrown a curveball? Like, I miss it. So I feel like it's just become so ingrained in who I am as a person to expect those kind of like crazy roller coaster feelings that... I love it now. Well, that's kind of nice, though, because then when there's like world pandemics or anything else of the sorts, I feel like you definitely have uh, more practice with adapting, which I'm sure has helped yeah. you. Yeah, I have had no stability. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I also had a little bit of an acting career. I have really? I did not know this. Yes. Um, not to toot my own horn, but I was the best Miss Hannigan Louisiana has ever seen. Just <laughs> gonna throw that out there. No, I I used to do musical theater like religiously because I was born in New Jersey and I lived there for like the first ten years of my life. And so I was pretty close to New York. So my OG dream was to be on Broadway. I always would make everybody come into the living room so I could perform for them on holidays. This is like my claim to fame. It never really worked out, but I still like to think about this. I had the opportunity to go up to New York for some casting calls. And there's one that I specifically remember. There's a really big American Girl doll store in New York City. I have been it was a wonderland. Okay, so you know the magnitude. It is I literally, it. it's not even like, it's not even like Disney World. I would say that it's more similar to living in the castle from the Princess Diaries. That's how I felt. Oh my God, that is the perfect way to describe it. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. They were casting, they were doing open casting calls for the Kit movie, Kit <gasps> American Girl doll movie. And me and my best friend convinced our moms to let us skip school, have a sleepover, and go up to the city to audition with our American girls that morning for the movie. And it was the wildest experience of my entire life. I got a call back that day. Just oh that day. God. I think I, I read like one line though. Like, don't worry. It's not like an actual callback. No, it's, still, like had, it's like they had 10,000 girls to start. And then I think I got to like the 5,000 cutoff. And then they were like, we're actually going to go with Abigail Breslin. Sorry. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> do you understand how bad my teacher's gonna be (laughs) no literally literally yeah I think that I told her I was sick because I could not bear to tell her that I did not get the role but that was my (laughs) acting career just thought I'd share that one that's amazing I I auditioned for that as well in LA I didn't even yes yes I didn't get a callback so you you did better than me so that's that's amazing Oh my god, that was uh, what a time to be alive. That's enough of me embarrassing myself for now. 
back to you. You've played a lot of different characters and done, obviously, a lot of things from film to TV to voice acting. Have you had a role in particular that was your favorite? Oh, my gosh. That's I know so that's like hard. asking somebody to pick between their children. So I have a role that was like my favorite to film, which was Lizzie on the Grinder. That was so much fun. Just the overall experience, like getting to go to the Fox lot every day. That was incredible. And, you know, just the the relationships that I formed. I'm still so close with the boy who played my little brother. And just being on a comedy set, the vibe is so much different. And I hadn't done a lot of comedy up until that point. And so that was just that was just a wonderful, wonderful, like overall favorite filming experience. But I think my favorite character that I played was probably Tessa because she was such a dynamic character. She was a lesbian. I, I felt like I, you know, was able to portray that demographic. And that was a, a such an honor. And and to really like get out of myself and she was so opposite from who I am like she's very hippie and didn't have a cell phone that like she didn't have an iPhone she had a flip phone and yeah I I feel like that was a really interesting experience and like really being able to get into her head so I think that would be my favorite character to play but my my favorite experience was the grinder yeah I saw that you your repertoire is pretty jam-packed of like very ominous shows I would say and like yeah, kind of like more on like the thriller side, which I thought was super interesting. How do you get into character for those? I'm not a method actor. I train mostly in Meisner, which is very reactive. So it's like you are feeding completely off of the other person in the scene. So I usually just get myself into a certain headspace using the things that I've gone through in my life. And I have a playlist for every character kind of get back into the headspaces that I've been in my life through the traumas that I've experienced. And then it just completely react off the other person and that's that's how I do it (laughs) you do hear method actor a lot I've only encountered one I'm doing a movie right now called isolationship Mm. and my counterpart is the only method actor that I've ever worked with so it's been a very interesting experience I think I would do method acting if I was playing Paris Hilton. Or like Zac Efron's love interest. You're like, yes, I'm sorry, yes. method actor, we have to make out in between have tapes. To. So sorry. Have to. <laughs> I'm going to send this podcast episode directly to Zach and yeah, we'll see you're like, It's a part of my process. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell <laughs> we'll you. See. We'll see what happens. <laughs> if you guys see me dating Zac Efron in the next month, mind your business. This is what happens. <laughs> Well, that's perfect, though. That leads me into a perfect question. You just mentioned your new movie. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so um, so I'm working on Isolation Ship right now. That will probably be on Amazon Prime. And uh, it's a movie about, like, essentially the love in the pandemic. Like, two people who are oh. I- isolated from each other, living in different on different continents, and forming a relationship throughout the trials and tribulations that that brings. And so mm. that's really cool. It's it's we're doing it remotely, so they sent me all of the equipment. Oh, what? So I'm having like being a cinematographer as well and sound designer and everything. So it's 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 been very interesting, but like definitely a great learning experience. And then I just finished a movie called Plan B in New York and that will be on Hulu and that was so fun. 
It's going to be absolutely hilarious. The woman who uh, was on The Grinder, her name is Natalie Morales, and she was a series regular on The Grinder as well. And she is just such an incredible, empowering woman. And she is the director. And so that was awesome getting to, you know, see her in that sort of light. And she was completely in her element. And it's, I think, I'm pretty sure it's the first feature she's directed. And so, yeah, so I just finished Look that. Look at you, so multifaceted. <laughs> Hannah, I cannot believe that you, what, what is it like to be doing all of this during the pandemic? I cannot believe that you're your own cinematographer, photographer, director. <laughs> wow. Well, get so- you a girl who can do, I would say both, but that's way more than two, so... All right, just threw him up again. Sorry. Um, so just to be clear, oh, I'm not like t- like abusing my cat. He is biting me. <laughs> I have to just you know get him by. He has a harness on, and I have to take his harness and put him on the ground because he <laughs> is crazy. So um, anyway, yeah, uh, it's been really interesting. I mean, having to transform my apartment. Like they they'll send me props and and kind of set design and everything, and so I feel like. I'm really gaining a new appreciation for every aspect um, that like, like every moving part that goes into a production and yeah. like having to be hands on with it. And then filming, like when I was filming plan B in New York, that was a full production and, you know, we all wore N95s and quarantined. I was quarantining on Halloween. Yeah. yeah we get tested every three days. We wear like a sticker on us that it's like so funny. It's like almost like a produce sticker. It's like, this is yeah here's my name here's the date I was tested and you have to have it on at all times so that people like know that you're safe to be around every safety protocol was adhered to and yeah it it was good it was definitely definitely strange but good I'm so blessed to even be able to be working during this time you have accomplished a lot already at a very young age what other goals have you set for yourself as far as acting or other career paths, maybe you want to be a vet. Maybe you want to <laughs> create a cure for evil kitties. Um, I mean, I I definitely want to get my master's in architecture. My mom is an architect, Ooh. and that's something that um, I'm I've always been very interested in. And so, yeah, I think that is definitely like a big goal that I have in my life. I heard that architecture is really, really, really hard. Oh, it's really, really, really hard. You have to basically be a structural engineer as well yeah okay that's what I never thought about when I was younger I always thought that it'd be cool just to design buildings walking like Philadelphia has gorgeous architecture all the east coast cities have beautiful beautiful architecture so I always thought it'd be really cool but then when I started to get older I started thinking about how you're actually building uh very large very heavy buildings and how if you didn't structure something properly the entire thing could just you know like collapse Exactly. It's a really big responsibility. Now they've they've almost made architecture and structural engineering mutually exclusive. Like you, you have to have one to have the other. And so you, you do learn a lot about structural engineering, but there will always be a structural engineer that checks what you're doing to make sure that it is like up to all the safety codes. So that's good. That makes me feel a little better. (laughs) Hana and I just went through, um, a trauma. It was, it was traumatic. We are just, we're having some technical difficulties. Um, if you've been listening to my last few episodes, you may have noticed that my sound quality in the last two episodes have been a little bit 
crisper, if you will, a little more studio-esque. And it's because I'm using a brand new software, which I'm still learning how to use. Um, Yeah. And, you know, the COVID technical difficulties were all just, like Hannah said, taking on lots of new jobs. So I'm a sound engineer, um, a sound tech, a live stream coordinator if you will and yeah that I don't know how great I am at those jobs but we're back that's all okay well none of that was your fault I have to say it was completely my fault (laughs) because I live in a historic building and my internet went out so it is not your fault or your new learning curve with your the new technology I I just read like 12 support articles I just learned so much in the last five minutes well we're back in business We are back in business. All right. We got some questions also sent in from Instagram. So I was thinking we could kind of do a little bit of a speed round. Let's do it. Okay. This is a really good one to get the ball rolling. What is the most memorable moment you've ever had with a fan? Oh, with a fan? Oh, my gosh. It would have to be in Target at the Americana. I was buying tampons. I was PMSing. Oh, cute. I yes. was really not looking my finest, you know, hair in a bun. I had acne because it was, you know, that time of the month. And I was with my ex-boyfriend, Mitch. And it was, it was interesting. She was like, oh my God, hi, can I take a picture? And I was like, really, right now? Right now? We want a picture right now? I'm like, I literally... I'm staying right upstairs. Can I just put some concealer on and then we can do this? No, but we we took a picture and yeah, that was probably the most memorable moment. Um, let's see. I always thought that that would be one of the most challenging parts of getting recognized in public because I I like to dress up like when I'm going out or if I'm going to something that's an occasion. But otherwise, I am perfectly content living and breathing in sweatpants like personally that's my favorite thing that has come out of 2020 that we have finally (laughs) declared sweatpants as high fashion I'm here for it and I live and breathe for it no I completely agree I know I'd be I'd be getting caught looking and let me say that this this is not a normal occurrence like I don't norm I never get recognized so that's why it was like very (laughs) I was very caught off guard oh this one's good do you have a favorite sport and if so who is your favorite athlete not a very athletic gal, um, but my whole family's a fan of the Patriots, so I would say the Patriots and Peyton Manning, but like that is tr- like 100% by association with people who are obsessed with the Patriots and Peyton Manning. So is Peyton Manning, am I even right? Is Peyton Manning even on the Patriots? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, did he play for the Broncos? He played for the Broncos. Oh my God, that is so <laughs> not what I meant. Who am I talking wait, about? Wait. though but this one got he got traded oh tom brady tom, tom brady. brady oh i'm so vi- i'm so violently embarrassed oh god <laughs> violently so is my new favorite like word to describe things honestly like i'm like violently upset violently embarrassed my favorite i'm just gonna slide this in there because i am trying to get him to be a guest on the podcast okay my favorite yeah. athlete right now is dk metcalf i am a huge seahawks fan and dk metcalf is a star he is literally carrying us with russell wilson through the season and hopefully to the super bowl he is That's my favorite amazing. and dk and if you're listening here. please please <laughs> respond to my dm and please be on the podcast <laughs> 
Okay, a little embarrassment for both of us. That's fantastic. No, mostly, um, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this one is from my little sister, Sasha. She oh. is the biggest Grey's Anatomy fan, the biggest. And she wanted to ask you, what was it like to be on Grey's Anatomy? Oh my gosh, it was wonderful. Um, everyone was extremely kind. And I had like very like introspective conversations with, I can't remember his real name right now, but Alex Karev, who is my absolute favorite on the show. He is amazing. And he was telling me about all of his children and why he chose acting and why he continues on the show. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a great experience. Oh, my sister's going to be so excited to hear that. She (laughs) loved Alex. Loved Alex so much. It's actually so funny because I did not even know that you were on Grey's. I actually was binge watching it during COVID because I wanted to catch up so that I could watch the new season when it started airing. And I was, it was like a binge day for me. I was watching like my seventh episode of the day and I was like (laughs) on my phone, kind of watching, kind of not watching. And I heard, I heard a voice that I recognized and I was like, that's so weird and then I just minded my own business kept scrolling a little bit and then I looked over at the tv and I was like oh my god Hana what I was like hey girl what's up I had a broken nose and braces in that episode it really was not my finest hour but you know what whatever it's fine no, it, was it wasn't so the cool, cutest. Though. I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh my God, that's Hannah. <laughs> Next question. Did you like voicing Sarah in The Last of Us? And what does The Last of Us mean to you? Absolutely loved voicing Sarah in The Last of Us. Uh, I had no idea what went into, you know, the production of a video game before that. Mm-hmm. And Neil Druckmann, he is the head of Naughty Dog, and he is just the most down-to-earth, incredible person. He gave me a tour of the office beforehand, and um, it was it was really awesome. I mean, the the motion capture shoots that we had on were <laughs> hilarious, absolutely hilarious, and it was probably the the biggest challenge that I've ever had in acting because you know usually there's a set and it looks very much like what you're supposed to be experiencing. You know, if there's a car crash, Mm -hmm. there is a fabricated car crash. And this, it was just kind of like, you're sitting on a box and they tip over the box and they're like, you're in a car crash. (laughs) And so, so it really, really takes a lot of imagination. Um, But Troy was a fantastic scene partner. He played my dad and we're, you know, close till this day. And just the last of us was, such a pivotal moment in my career and I I'm grateful for it every day yeah that's so cool that's such a cool experience to get to have because I feel like that really is not typical for um acting yeah I I auditioned for it in a voiceover booth because I I had done some voiceover acting previously like prior Mm -hmm. to that and I had a southern accent and I you know had never been trained in that and so I was just like okay this is what we're doing and there was another girl who was from the town in Texas that the video game is set in and so when I had my yeah. callbacks I was like okay there's no way <laughs> like there's no yeah. way this is happening for me um but yeah it was really it was really cool it was a really really intimidating audition experience because we're in this room with like a hundred cameras on us all over like mounted onto the walls into this wide open space. It's like crazy. It was absolutely crazy and so, so incredible. Are those suits that you were talking about, like the ones that have all those little sensors on them? 
yes, the little dots everywhere. <laughs> oh, I've always thought that would be so cool to play with, but it does kind of scare me. It's like you're literally a robot. Yeah, no, you look and and it's just, as I said, like it's really challenging as an actor because you're having to envision everything that's going on around you and you're actually wearing right. these like alien suits with dots all over you <laughs> that yeah. are reflective and like a hundred cameras around. Like it was really interesting. Couple more. What is your dream acting role? I would just say anything else like being on a sitcom. I would love to be on another sitcom. If you are a casting director, a writer, or a producer, and you've been listening <laughs> to my podcast, um, <laughs> thank you. And also hit Hana up. Please, please She's do. in the market. She's <laughs> in the market. And then my final question for our speed round is, if your life was a movie, who would you want to play you? Oh, my gosh. That's such a good question. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um. I would say Chloe Grace Moretz. I've always idolized her, and I think she's a fabulous yeah. actress. And um, yeah, her. She is. She she's is really amazing. pretty. I'd love to look like her, so that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> My mom asked me that question. I don't know why she asked me that question, but I thought that it'd be perfect to throw in here. And my answer was, I don't know how this would work out, but I really would want Meryl Streep to play me. Um, Meryl Streep is my queen. No, Uh, she's absolutely incredible. I mean, if I I would, I would want Tom Hanks to play me if we're talking about like (laughs) like acting abilities. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how that would work, but if anyone is ever planning uh, to make a movie about my life for some reason, um, Meryl, please. Meryl. This last question is one of my favorite questions to ask. I ask it on every every single episode, and okay. I'm really excited to hear from you about this one because I've had a lot that have been based in music, but not really any with acting. So, Hannah, as I'm sure you know, being in entertainment gives you a lot more opportunities to embarrass yourself publicly. Do you have any good embarrassing stories that have happened to you on set or in auditions or just any embarrassing stories relevant to your acting career? I have the best one. Okay, so I was filming Tagged and I was in my trailer and I had the heat like cranked all the way up and it was in between scenes. So I had like an hour or two before I needed to be ready. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to get really comfortable. I'm just going to put on the sweatshirt and I'm going to take off my pants and I'm going to take a nap, you know? And I am just going to preface this by saying like, I'm an insane hypochondriac. Like I think things are wrong with me all the time. And so (laughs) I start smelling smoke. And of course, where my brain goes is I'm like, I'm having a brain aneurysm. Like, this is what's happening to me. Yeah, I don't know. You smell smoke when you have a brain aneurysm. I know a lot about this stuff. And so I I asked, I opened the door like just a crack because, you know, I was just in my underwear. And I asked the hair and makeup lady, I was like, hey, Janine, can you come in and just like smell? Like, do you smell smoke? And she was like, no, not really, like a little bit, but they're they're making hot dogs for uh, for lunch. So that's probably what it is. And I was like, okay, perfect. And so I lay back down and I go to sleep and I open my eyes and there is just a wall of smoke in front of me. <gasps> and I was oh. freaking out. Yes. So my heater caught on fire. Oh my God. While I was on set. And it was right underneath the little ledge where the mattress was, like right underneath where I was sleeping. And so I'm freaking out. I go out, I like run outside. I am still in my underwear and a sweatshirt. And I was like, oh my God, there's a fire. I don't know what 
you do? Like, there's so my trailer's on fire. My trailer's on fire. And of course, you know who's on this, this show is Noah Centineo. And so, oh, of course, yeah. Noah Centineo peeks his head out of the trailer. And I'm like, half naked, like, ah, like, I don't know what to do. And yeah, so that was probably my most embarrassing moment. They came, they, so they funny. extinguished the fire. Everything was good. But that was really, really mortifying for me. <laughs> Wow. Wow. See, I knew it would be good. Wow. <laughs> I am so sorry that you went through that trauma. But it's all thanks good. so it's much so for fine. sharing because that <laughs> is golden. Oh, Hannah. I know. Hannah. I know. Really. That's a rough one. Really a moment for the books. Yeah, that's a tough one. That is a fantastic story though. 10 out of 10. <laughs> I'm so glad you think so. I'm going to round of applause. <laughs> one oh of the gosh. best we've ever heard. Oh God. That was... Wow. All right. So moving on, moving on. That is pretty much all that I have for you. But before you go, do you have any last minute tips that we haven't covered that you would give to anyone or any words of wisdom that you would impart on anyone that is looking to get into acting? I mean, I feel like it's it's very generic, but take as many classes as you can, really become in tune with your emotional self and figure out how you react to certain situations so that you can, you know, figure out how to manipulate that in scenes. And just remember that like we're all lifelong learners and just to continue to develop yourself um, and your craft. That was beautiful. Lifelong learners. (laughs) Thanks. Okay. Well, Hannah, that is all of the questions I have for you. It was so fun talking to you again. I literally so feel like I haven't seen to you in too. so long. I know. Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so glad we we got this done. We had a little blip in the middle, but you know we're rounding it out strong. <laughs> all right. Well, for anyone who is not following Hannah, it is at Hannah Hayes underscore. <laughs> Make sure you follow Hannah so that you can see all of her new projects that she works on, and also follow me on Instagram at Raina HW for new updates about the show. And make sure that you subscribe, leave me a review on the podcast if you liked hearing from Hannah. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening. I will be back next week with another episode of Clock In Vibe Out. Mm-hmm.